0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to season two, episode two of Sweater Weather, a Chicago Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm Luke, joined by Abe. Uh, we just watched the Bears lose to the Raiders in London. wasn't fun. In typical Bears fashion. Um. Uh, but we're officially in hockey season now, so uh, let's let's get to talking about that. I got a couple couple topics to cover today. Uh, number one, I just want to recap our uh, our, our season debut. Uh the Hawks fell four to three to the Flyers in Prague. Um Crawford started in goal. Uh the um the Hawks recalled Dennis Gilbert from Rockford, who was with them on the trip uh to fill in for um I guess I guess Connor Murphy. Uh Murphy and Dehan are still injured. So um uh the Hawks were playing with uh six defensemen including, uh, let's see, who was it, uh, Keith Seabrook, Gustafson, uh, Gilbert, Cuckoo, uh, and two other guys, <laughs> I can't remember, um, uh, so, uh, the, the first goal that, uh, uh, the first goal that we gave up, uh, Gilbert turned the puck over at the blue line, and, uh, uh, Konechny, um, Scored on Crawford. Uh, put the Flyers up, one Um And then uh, Alex Nylander, uh, he he gets the puck at center ice, navigates through traffic, scores the first goal of the Blackhawks' 2019-20 season, uh, and evens the score. Now, uh, some the, would say
1: that he's on pace for 82 goals this season.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a dumb joke I would make. Um, Nylander... Uh, this entire preseason, he has been in danger of uh, proving me and the rest of the doubters of the Yogi Haru trade wrong, uh, which I'm open to. I'm, I'm, I'm craving for him to uh, become the player that Stan Bowman thinks he can be. Uh, and he's, he's got a goal in his first game, and uh, he looked really good in the preseason, so there's a very distinct possibility that that could just happen. <clears throat> uh third goal of the game, Lindblom uh scores a very unfortunate power play goal off of uh Slater Cuckoo's torso. Uh this one this one I, I I'm sure Crawford wants back because uh the goal uh uh Lindblum shoots the puck, it beats Crawford, it goes off the bar. And then I think um it if you look at the replay, it looks like Crawford thinks that the puck went in the net at this point, uh, so he just kind of, uh, you know, relaxes and doesn't uh, go chasing after it, but but it actually bounces off of Cuckoo's body into the net at this point, um, so, uh, yeah, so that put Philly up 2-1 over the Hawks, um, uh, these scores his the second goal of the game uh, later on. Uh, puts the Flyers up 3-1 to one. and then late in the second period Alex Debrinket, uh one times a power play goal from Patrick Kane with 12 seconds left uh, in the second to uh, re- cut that to a one goal lead um, this is a great goal going into the second intermission because I think it it gives the the guys some confidence in that locker room that they can maybe come back and uh, make this game interesting yeah that and
1: some momentum as well
0: yeah um, unfortunately it didn't turn out that way uh, coming into the second period uh, Raffle scores a wraparound goal on Crawford probably another one that Crawford wants back um, and then uh, with Crawford pulled uh, Kane scores a wrist shot goal from the top of the right circle with just over two minutes left uh, cuts their lead to one once again stop my dog's here and he's being annoying um yeah, Kane cuts the uh Kane schools scores the third goal of the game, and uh unfortunately it wasn't quite enough to uh get us back to uh tied game and push it to overtime or something, so the Hawks fell four to three. Uh my overall takeaways from this game, I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch it?
1: No, I was at work, so I yeah, had no it way day of game.
0: watching it. Yeah, um basically these look like the same Hawks that we saw last year. Uh you know different different roster but the same kind of like uh like early sluggishness and just kind of like lack of investments and then uh late in the game they have to go uh chasing and it's just not quite enough i'm hoping that that trend does not carry into this season but uh it wasn't it was not encouraging in that first game
1: yeah, that is definitely concerning. If that's the vibe that you got from them, because heads will roll if they continue to play
0: like that. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't want to draw too many conclusions from this. Uh, I looked at some some advanced stats and stuff on uh, Natural Stat Trick after the game. That Mata-Seabrook pairing that was uh, really effective in the preseason was not effective in this game. Um, again, it's a small sample size. It's way too soon to draw conclusions, but I was not encouraged by what I saw for the most part. Um, uh, I was encouraged by Nylander, uh, who who still kind of has this, this tendency to disappear for uh, long periods of time, and then he'll show up and he'll score a a really pretty goal or something like that. Um, And then I also don't want to draw too much from this defense because, like I said earlier, DeHaan and Murphy are still out. Uh, DeHaan is... I think he is going to be a big part of um, what solidifies this defense moving forward. Uh, And then Murphy, he's... you know, In the past couple of seasons, I think he's been one of our more reliable defenders. He's unfortunately been hurt a bit, but uh uh I think I think we need those two back for sure. The uh the Hawks were 1 for 2 on the power play, which is positive. Um hopefully they can keep up that high level of production that they had last year. Uh they were 2 for 3 on the penalty kill, um which is not great but uh again small sample size uh, i cannot right. I cannot uh emphasize that enough it's one game uh, and it's one game in October. This team could look completely different in January, uh, as teams often do once they've you know figured out that i I feel like October is always the time of the time of the year when um, no one 's quite figured out defense and there's still you know there's new teammates acclimating and uh, there's just there's just a lot of scoring and a lot of like dumb mistakes and things like that and I'm not really I'm not going to draw too many conclusions just yet
1: yeah that's October is when fans
0: start hitting the panic button <laughs> <laughs> they'll I think like prematurely hitting the panic button I think some fans will do that all year round um, especially although I, I yeah The the Hawks can't afford to miss the playoffs again if if they do, I think you're right. Heads will roll.
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah. You can definitely say goodbye to Stan Bowman if yeah. we miss the playoffs.
0: They're going to be top-down changes to this organization. Uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to... We're going to take a short break here uh, with this, uh, this word from our sponsor. And we're back. So... Uh, the uh, probably the biggest piece of news to come out of the Blackhawks this past week has been Alex DeBrinket's extension. Uh, so DeBrinket signed a three-year bridge deal with an average annual value of six point four million dollars, which I think is a fantastic deal for him uh, and for us. Uh, it it seems like bridge deals are back in vogue, because. Um, uh, like, Braden Point signed a, a bridge deal, Kyle Connor, uh, I think Patrick Liney did, um, I think, uh, let's see, uh, Marner signed a longer one, I think Rantanen signed a longer one, but there are, there were a lot of pending UFAs, or uh, RFAs, that signed uh, shorter-term bridge deals this past summer, and I think that's that's a great fit for uh, our situa- our situation and uh, Alex DeBrinket's situation, um, because in large part because uh, DeBrinket's current contract is going to expire the same year as uh, Keith's, uh, uh, Taves's and uh, Kane's, and that alone is twenty one twenty six like twenty six and a half million dollars off the books. Uh, uh, and another, another important thing to note in the Brinkett's contract is that in that final year he's going to have $9 million in actual salary and because of the CBA rules, if I'm understanding this correctly, because of the CBA rules uh, and because of the, the amount of, the, of uh, money in the, the, the salary there in that final year, uh, his qualifying offer for his next contract has to be at least $9 million a year so that's a great deal for him. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, oh, yeah. He's,
1: if he can keep up the production he had the last two seasons, he's going to get paid for sure. Absolutely. He'll, he'll be another $10, $11 million man
0: per yeah. year. Definitely. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with this because, I, like I said, we're going to have some big names coming off the books in the... Uh, was that? 22, 23 season. um and it's going to give us it's going to give us room to figure out how to pay him for his next contract and uh obviously it gives him more time to ascend to an even higher level than he has cuz he could be he has the potential to be like a perennial 50 goal scorer.
1: Yeah, like that's that like I see him as an Ovechkin level scorer for sure.
0: Yeah, he could I would I would not be surprised to see him win at least one uh, Rocket Richard trophy in his career. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so I think, I think the contract's a great deal for him, and it's a great deal for the Hawks, who uh, have solved a little bit of their contract uncertainty moving into next season. Stan Bowman has said that um, the, the Strom extension is uh, uh, n- uh, next order of business, Although, it doesn't sound like it is impending. It's probably something that'll get done in the next couple of months or so. Hopefully before the end of the season. Because uh, we don't want to sit on that going into the off-season. Like, like the uh, I, I've heard some people on Twitter calling uh, this past summer the, the great uh, RFA holdout of 2019 and things like that. Um, so we don't want to have to be worrying about RFA extensions and... September of next year. Yeah, my
1: my guess with that was if they didn't sign him in the preseason, the next opportunity is probably around the All-Star break. If nothing gets done there, then at the end of the season, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: Next offseason.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, I think a bridge deal is probably the way to go with Strom too, because... Um, I think there's less certainty there with his future performance than there is with Alex DeBrinket, because uh, you know DeBrinket his his rookie season he put up 28 goals, skating on the third line with Patrick Sharp, uh, and then last year he he put up 40 plus goals, and I, he could probably do that almost every year. Uh, lost my train of thought, but yeah. um... Strom, that's another thing to figure out. Hopefully we'll figure it out soon, and there's not going to be that big looming question mark going into next season when I think the cap is probably going to start becoming a problem for the Hawks again. Um, especially especially with the fact that we're going to have to... Dis- we're going to have to re-sign either Crawford or Leonard. And I'm thinking it's probably going to be Leonard.
1: Oh, I, don't, I, I agree. I, I think... Mm-hmm. Crawford th- he this is his final year, right? On the contract under contract?
0: Yeah, it's a contract year for him.
1: I, I I honestly think he might retire at the end of the season.
0: I think it's probably for the best for him. I think that's in his best interest to do that. Uh he might not want to, but uh I think he probably should. He's been he's been great for this organization and he's, he's got his his name is on the Stanley Cup twice. So yeah. He doesn't have much else to prove. He's, like, he's a, not gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I doubt I doubt that he would be, but he's he still had a great career and uh I don't think there's any shame in hanging up now. Especially with uh a wife and kid who, you know you don't want to you don't want to get another concussion and like seriously risk uh uh, the the permanent damage that that could cause to your health later on in life yep um so uh item number three i have here uh pat foley got in a bit of a got in a bit of trouble for comments that he made during the uh, ice in berlin game um so what he said uh and I don't have his quote in front of me, so I'm I'm paraphrasing. But what he said was, he pointed out that there was a team on Berlin, or there was a, a player on Berlin's roster whose last name was Ortega, and he said that uh, that sounded like the name of a shortstop. Yep. Um, obviously implying that, uh, you know, uh, Latino players are, you know, more prone to playing baseball.
1: Yeah, I personally do not see any issues with this comment. But it's 2019 and we have to be PC about everything, which yeah, I think it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I I heard this comment on uh on air. I was watching this game. It struck me as a little weird. I wasn't really outraged by it, but uh And I I don't think this is going to be, like, a long-standing controversy. Oh, no. I don't think, you know, people are going to hate Pat Foley for this a year from now. But um, there's maybe a little bit of tone-deafness in it. And uh, just probably, regardless of, you know, how you feel about it, it's probably best to avoid saying things like that. But he did issue an apology. The team issued an apology. And they said that they're not going to be discussing it any further. Um, So... I think for the most part this is behind us yeah uh number four uh Christopher Stieg has been made captain of the rockford ice hogs stanley cup champion Christopher Stieg.
1: yeah i mean i'm cool with it yeah i don't see him being really called up to the hawks unless like half the team goes down or something
0: yeah there are there are a lot of players competing for those those bottom six spots and uh you're right I just, I just don't see a call up in Versteeg's future. Yeah um, I mean it's good for like
1: a mentorship leadership point like help develop the young guys down there in Rockford and yeah give, like share his wisdom. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely great for the uh, the leadership. Uh, it's good to have a guy with that kind of experience uh, helping to bring up these young and upcoming players that we've got down there. So, um, and it's great to have him back as part of the organization once again. Uh, and then number five, uh, Dahlstrom was claimed off waivers by Winnipeg, uh, which is unfortunate. Dahlstrom was a solid like seventh, uh, like number seven, third pairing defenseman. Um, good to have for the sake of depth. He was never gonna you know make a ton of noise in uh, in the NHL, but he. It, it It does reduce the depth of our our, uh, our system just a little bit, and I think it kind of speaks to Winnipeg's situation with their uh, with their defense corps, because I don't know if you've seen what their blue line looks like now, but they lost let's see, they lost Tyler Myers, they lost Jacob Truba, uh, Bufflin might be retiring, Bufflin wants out. And there's there's one more player whose name is, is gaping me, but uh, there's another player who's uh, who's gone. And, uh, yeah, they, they look like a candidate to really plummet down in the standings just because of that defense. And they were one of the best teams last season, which is crazy. Yeah, they look like they were set up to be a cup contender long term, and they really dropped the ball here. Uh, and Winnipeg is not exactly known for being a... A destination just based on you know the city itself, so like man that's that's quite a blown opportunity yeah uh, no we don't we won't know how their season plays out until after their season plays out but I don't think it looks good for them if the Hawks are going to make the playoffs we need to be better than at least two central division teams and I think that Winnipeg is probably at this point one of the stronger candidates to be worse than the Hawks. Yeah, I, I feel like for us, we'd
1: have to be better than um, Winnipeg and Nashville.
0: I'm thinking Winni- Winnipeg or, and Minnesota. Yeah, or even Colorado. I don't know, man. I think Colorado's on the upswing. True. They've they've still got one of the best lines in hockey. Um, they've got some really strong up-and-comers in that uh, defensive core. And, like... They have got a ton of cap space last time I checked. So I just I don't I just don't see them regressing anytime soon. I think they're gonna be good for a while. Um, if you think back to like the 2017 offseason and people were looking at Nashville and they said, wow, this team is gonna be a monster uh, of the Central Division for years to come. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about uh Colorado right now. Because and
1: probably um, even the Blues at this point too, because <clears throat> they have most of their team still intact, and they they got even better with some of the moves they made.
0: Yeah, they they did get Justin Falk from Carolina. Um, I've I don't really know how to feel about the Blues. I don't see them regressing a lot, but I could see some regression. I could see some. Uh, I could see like Jordan Binnington failing to live up to that spectacular performance he put up in the second half last year and in the playoffs sophomore slump yeah i i just he was he was unbelievable and he's a rookie and i just i don't see him repeating it and if he does then you know the blues really hit on that well i mean the hawks had
1: a very exact same thing with um ante in 2010
0: yeah did he did he regress the year well, after
1: yeah I mean, mm. he's pretty much out of the league at this point too. Like he kept bouncing from, around from teams. Isn't he? A few years after.
0: He was he was bouncing around. He went to the, like the Rangers and stuff, but he Isn't he a starter for Arizona now? I think it's, I think he might have been the backup. Mm.
1: I know I know he ended up hurt last season too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, another thing that Arizona he's was been. plagued with injuries. They they may maybe actually had a chance of making the playoffs if they didn't have so many injuries. Um, so yeah, that's that's about all we have for today. Uh, we will be back next week, uh, and we're going to talk about the home opener. Um, Abe and I are actually going to the Saturday game against Winnipeg, uh, so we'll get to see their defense live and in person. Maybe draw some uh, some conclusions from that. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.